Just so that we don't keep going. Because we could keep going. And I, I work tomorrow, so. And going. I have things to work on tomorrow, if that helps you. No, it doesn't. Unless I can call you when I wake up. <laughs> you keep sending me these weird wake-up messages, so I got to put you in. Like... What did I send you today? They're not messages? There, there was a weird one today. There was there was some funny ones today. I was like, this is random, but I can't miss if I don't send it now, I'm not going to send it. <laughs> and it's not what it's not the content. It was the 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 elk one. <laughs> Where the elk's like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even caught up because I'm still I'm still on some of the NFL memes. It's not the content that you're sending, it's the time you send it. So like if I go to sleep at like two and you start sending your five AM stuff, I got boop 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 boop. Is your phone on mute? I don't play that game. Like there's certain oh, people, there's certain people see, I want. That's uh, my bad. See, I, I assume everybody's like me. Whereas I, when I go to bed, my phone's actually my phone's on mute all day. To be honest with you, yeah, you're smart. Ever since I had kids, it's like just mute all the time. Because <laughs> once I remember one time I woke up the baby, and I like I just put her to sleep, and I was like, and then somebody called and it like woke her up, and I was like, never again. And it, so it's been on mute for five years now. Like, like I have, I only take it off if I'm. If I really don't want to miss a call that I know is coming in, that's it. Otherwise, just mute. Yeah, there there are people I want to talk to. It's just yeah, I don't get booty calls, so I don't need. I don't. I didn't. To... I didn't say that. That's a that's a you're referring. To. I'm not referring to anything. I'm just saying. Spill you know, the tea, sis. I got to be a sis and spill tea and <laughs> any <Eddie> drinks. <laughs> 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 what do you think this is a 21 savage and featuring drake track yes don't get me started yes i'm don't looking for a, i'm looking for a good segue to get off he-man woman hitting to get on maybe the most uh powerful woman reaffirming yes movie yes that's not with a woman lead do you is, know why? Because it the... wasn't ham-fisted in. It was just... <laughs> Let's talk more about ham-fisting. I think the action I did, I don't know why I did that while I was talking. I'm like I'm like fisting the camera. Why do I do that? Back you're, at you're... it again. I was just waiting I was waiting for you to say something so inappropriate that I could be like, Coke and Dank, Dank and Coke, we are D, Lethal Weapons. Hey, Dank. Hey, Coke. What's another name? For Black Panther's police force. So the Dora Milaje? Claw enforcement. good it's like it's like one of those where he's like that's good i need to laugh at that i no, accept it's good. it it's good. because it's clever but it's not that funny but it is i'll laugh later oh will you i'll save it for the end some claw enforcement it's good it's it's good i'll give you that it works Black person. yeah this is this is a different type of show that we've ever done yeah so it's it's interesting because this has been there's a few episodes that we've been pushing back <laughs> for a long time <laughs> for different reasons this one's not the longest one, but it is one of the most important ones that we've been pushing back. Like you said, for its own reasons. Uh, we started this pod in 2019, so we just missed... So a lot of the 2018 stuff that came out, and I guess 17 as well, we missed it completely. Because 
we weren't doing this. We were definitely talking about it. We just weren't recording. Yeah, it for a we were, yeah, we were, we weren't putting it on wax, as they say, as the kids say. <laughs> see, you're holding, you're laughing. I can see. Done. <laughs> that should have been your opening joke. I would have laughed. Yeah. Oh, on wax, as the kids say. As the, as the kids say. Did you think of that? I was thinking of that the um, what's his name? Beady eyes. Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Steve Hello. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hello, fellow that. kids. I know the kids are talking about. Yeah, he's in a hoodie and a backwards yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like the lightning bolt, like yeah, yeah. shirt, looks, or whatever. He looks he's got so skateboard. Okay. That's good. That's fair. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's even funnier. That's me right now. But as you were saying, we yeah. missed when this movie. This movie came out February sixteenth, twenty eighteen, and we we started this pod a year later. March 2019. So that was full-blown, like, Infinity War. And we missed Infinity War, too, for this pod. We went right to Endgame. So we, What's you know what I mean? Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. So we so went that, right. Oh, yeah. That's, like, two chances to talk about Black Panther and the whole universe that they built. Because Infinity War is all built in Wakanda, which is amazing. And another strength to it. But, again, we're four years later. We're on the heels of another Black Panther movie. But a lot has happened from 2018 to 2020. So this got, this got pushed back for different reasons. And yeah, I think the largest being Chadwick Boseman and the unfortunate yeah. passing of him. Because um, we were going to do it. We were going to do it right. Uh, he When he passed, I don't know why we didn't do it then, but we, we kind of too long passed. And we're like, let's wait for the anniversary. And then by the time we got to the anniversary, Wakanda Forever was announced. So we're like, all right, let's wait for Wakanda Forever. And then all of a sudden it was here. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, we got to do this. So we got to do that now. We can't keep pushing this back. Now is the time. And we're not, we're not like, I don't know, most podcasters try and get ahead of the curve or like try and be on the wave or like TMZ, like have to be the first one to drop the news. We don't like that. Like we like no. some sort of like space and kind of understanding and like just a breath to understand kind of the scope of the situation. So Typically, anytime we do have like, because we do have a large breakdown and kind of a calendar of things that we want to do, but it's not always timing up to what society or uh, the release dates of certain things are, unless we're very specific about it. Losing Chadwick Boseman was just a hit, a hit across the board for so many different reasons in so many different ways that even when we continuously talked about MCU properties and we've talked about it. Uh, I think previously when we were introing what phase four was going to be and when they were first announcing Wakanda forever, we still had kind of reservations on just what are you going to do with T'Challa, that character? Because Chadwick himself had done such an exceptional job in that role. And I don't think there's been a better pairing of casting since Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot, yeah. I think. No, I agree. I hundred percent agree. So a hundred percent agree. And 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 then, like you were saying, you know, we were kind of trying to figure out what ha- what would happen with Wakanda Fair was announced, and then the trailer dropped, and then we had to take a moment to pause there because we kind of had like, because remember there was that question, like, yeah, what are they gonna do? We're like, okay. And remember, I think you were you were more level headed, but I was like. I kind of don't think I. I think they should have recasted him, right? And you were kind of like, "Well, there's, let's just see, there's, right?" Wait, and to the strength of Chadwick Boseman and that cast, they loved him so much. He's so beloved 
as just a person, but to have him in this role, it wouldn't have done him justice to not address that in the movie, which I mm-hmm. feel is such a mature and I don't know who the overarching control of that was. Like, if that's a fee call or if that's a Kugler call, amazing. Because it was probably it was probably the both of them, but I wouldn't know. I would probably kind of I I, I imagine it was Kugler, and then Fage was like, "All right, sure." Fage was like, I, you know "Yeah, what? I tr- I trust you at this point. You've done me that's, no wrong." Yeah, that's kind of what I assume, but I don't know. I was coming from it from the point of view of like, well, if you know, God forbid, Tom Holland or like Robert Pattinson died, they'd recast Spider Man. They'd recast right. Batman. Why wouldn't you recap? That was kind of where I was coming from. I've softened on that now because I'm like, you you understand what that time like? Yeah, we, we had conversations just after watching the movie of just remember how good this phase was and just this time was. That, yeah, that's what we had to talk about. The too. celebration, that's what we're the marketing, today. and the, again, so this is a, a different podcast for us because we're looking back. We're also looking forward, but we're very mindful of the presence, the present, and the presence Chadwick Boseman had. Um, rest in peace. Rest in power. It was mm-hmm. August twenty eighth. 2020 that he passed away from colon cancer um and nobody knew that's the other thing that's crazy to his credit like he's just that kind of man of like i'm just gonna take this on for myself and here we are and you remember celebrating the king that he was and i still remember the 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 instagram post he was putting up and he was so skinny he lost all his weight and everyone's just making fun just piling on him tmz was like drugs and all still didn't say a thing he was kind of like yeah and apparently up until up until two weeks before he passed away, he was convinced that he was still going to be T'Challa. Yeah, in Black Panther 2. And it's like, man, this guy, like, was... and then the, then the Cooler article you sent me, where he, the last time he talked to him, just, I just, we just, I just read before this, I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, even he didn't know, he, like he said, Cooler was, in the article you sent me, Cooler was like, yeah, I knew something was up. It was kind of weird. He sounded so tired. And I was like, but. But nobody really knew. Nobody knew. Fucking what a what stud! Yeah, <laughs> what a let's stud. call him what he is. He's a legend at this point because oh. even before he took up the mantle of playing T'Challa, um, crowned king of Wakanda, Black Panther, he had already played Thurgood, Mar- Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, Jack- Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, and that's like, why I saw that, him first with Jackie Robinson. That's a trio that you could kind of hang your hat in, kind of the black community on, or in pop culture community, or just a lister. Because he was just, if you're getting these three roles, you're getting all the roles. And he was saying that in interviews that at a certain point he had to start turning down bio roles or biopic roles because he was the dude. Yeah, and I think so Charlemagne the God was like, so does Hollywood think every famous person looks like Chadwick Boseman? And like, yeah. everybody laughs, right? And it's <laughs> kind of true, but there's he has an aura. He has a regalness about him. He has a respect and like a sensibility and essence that he can really channel into all these different people, right? Like Thurgood Marshall was light, light skin. James Brown was eccentric. Jackie Robinson was, I don't know, I'm kinda, I got to assume, but like a little more closed off. And then T'Challa mm-hmm. is a king. Yeah. And he killed, he nailed them all. I didn't, I haven't seen all of those, but the ones I have seen, he's phenomenal. <laughs> I've seen all three. Everything has its. I mean, I'm not going to hear to <laughs> to shit on anything. Some are better than the others, but we're definitely talking about. I think what his best is because of how he and this movie. And again, we're going to give a lot of flowers to Ryan Coogler. Uh, oh man, he's my change. Like the, saying, change like, the industry. I got the same thing. I was like, give him the keys. 
Just give them. You've been saying this. My my whole thing is my whole thing is about that statement is if this man, okay, is able to make Black Panther, which is like you were saying, top five Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Still. Still to this day. Still. And that was a that wasn't just a movie. That was a that was a phenomenon when it came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that thing blew up everything. Just everybody loved it. Um, just it was it was especially the black community came out and just supported like it was crazy. Like, and how they supported it, right? Yeah, it was. I'll insane, give you numbers: two hundred and two million in twenty eighteen. Ultimately, it grossed seven hundred point four million domestically and one point three billion globally. <laughs> That's not Still. counting sales. That's not counting Halloween costumes. That's not counting yep. toys. That's not yep. counting DVD. Like, and and growing. And that's like that's Avengers numbers, right? Yeah, that's, that's Avengers numbers, and he did it as a as a solo as a solo hero. Um. So my my whole thing was if Cougar can do that, then make Black Panther two, then pivot the entire story, because they lose Chadwick last minute because i'm assuming they had to rewrite a lot (laughs) for that if he's able to do that plus honor him in this movie and it hits i'm like if this movie's a success within the 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 confines of what we just talked about like his his parameters plus in the middle of this like the worst phase of marvel (laughs) so far give this man the keys just like whatever you want to do if you just want to keep doing Black Panther, that's fine. I'm not even gonna watch you. Just, just do your thing. If you want to do some defenders, that's sure. Like, you want to do Secret that's, Wars? That's, okay. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, you know what I mean? Give them defenders. Yeah, that's that's why I said that because I need yeah. you. That's you mentioned. I'm like, and you, you, you would definitely to... been like, give them Secret Wars because yeah, that's all. Yeah. If he wants it, here you got a new idea for Avengers. This is you. You don't want it? okay. Like I'm telling you, if this this movie's success, I'm not kidding. Like I'm not exaggerating. You hold on to this man. You give him exactly what he wants because. He's a genius at this point, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he's a genius. Period. Full stop. I mean, and he even got my queen to come out of retirement. Or not retirement, but I we'll get there. This. We'll get to we'll forever. Get but we'll I'm just saying, okay. We'll get there. So I'm let's so talk excited. let's talk yeah. a little bit about the rollout before we actually get to the movie. Um, I don't know how many other properties in the MCU did this, but there was a prelude Black Panther story, like a comic tie-in that brought you into the movie, and I thought that was a great way to just get those comic book heads really sold on hey it may not be the comic black panther that you've been reading but this is definitely a great look for you so I, as far as i understand most if not all um mcu projects especially around that time that phase one and two time excuse me had this um sometimes they were kind of supporting one sometimes they were preludes like this one but yeah it was it's interesting that you were like, because you suggested reading this. Yeah. And it's interesting that you did that because when we were, when we, when I, well, I watched the movie earlier today and I was thinking to myself, and I, before I read the, the comic even, I was like, man, I wonder what they were doing before this. Mm-hmm. Like they don't touch on that at all. Right. I'm like, that's kind of cool. They just, cause it's not really an origin story of the movie. I'm like, no, I wonder what you did before that. And then this kind of like, Kind of gives you a taste of what was happening 10 years before, right? So, so writer Will Corona Pilgrim, artist Anna Paloma Martello. Um, it's just two issues. It's very simple. Very nice artwork. Very clean. Um, and you're just kind of getting the overarching view of who T'Challa is with T'Chaka, which is his father, the king, who's still a king and still alive. 
um, and how uh, Okoye kind of gets woven yeah, into, yeah. And it's, it's basically like spoilers. Uh, T'Chaka's like, hey, Ayoy, uh, Okoye, go follow my son and make sure he doesn't like fuck up anything. Yeah. Yeah. Chaperone almost. And he kind of calls her out on that. It's just like, hey, like my father told you to follow, follow me, didn't he? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I like you because you were honest. And that's it, right? Like, that's what you need from someone that you're you're trusting and putting beside you. Yeah, and they and like you said, well, not you didn't say this yet, but they fight some minor villains too, like which isn't really the important part. The guy who gets his his hand crushed, I looked up his name. That's uh, Razor Fist. Oh, from Shang Chi. Nice. So he's in it too. I don't know why he's blonde in this one, but nevertheless, uh, that's a little little taste of of the bigger uh, Marvel universe scale. Um, and just getting a feel of kind of the ship, uh, how the Dora yeah. work with him, and like Tony, like Tony has kind of a cameo in this, right? Like it's just yeah, kind of I, plotting the seeds of like he's in the MCU, he's always been here. This is what's going on. Simple that was stuff. just that, yeah, that was just kind of I think that was just to establish what part of the timeline they were in. So it was oh eight, right? Because right. Iron Man took ten place. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it was ten years ago, and and like you were saying with. T'Chaka is now kind of he's just handed the mantle of Black Panther to T'Challa, whereas he's you know he can run uh, Wakanda just just do that and kind of they're splitting duties basically. As king, so, yeah, well, yeah, I'll he's, be king, he's you beginning be... the transfer of power, right? Like yeah. eventually he will, T'Challa will become king, but right now I don't need to do that. And I'm old, I don't be running around in a cat suit, so yeah. take this on and move forward, right? And again, you're saying it's not big bad villains; it's just a couple of goons with guns and you can. Nice fighting style, save some people, but I think just trying to get a feel of these aren't going to be like big guys in suits blasting guns. These aren't going to be giant monsters breaking through walls. Like Black Panther and the Dora are very close-handed and using their wits and more kind of strategies to defeat enemies. So mm-hmm. you see a lot of high kicks, like Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks and oh, yeah, well, Chad <laughs> kicks and uh, disarming villains with guns because. Door don't like guns. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't read more of this, by the way. If we're doing no. if we're, this is no, this I, is a this a whoosh. <laughs> it was it was it was two yeah it was, it was it was two issues and that was what's one issue too long. I was like yeah I just need yeah. the one. We don't need we don't it, need more. It could have just been all exposition and just talking about what Wakanda is and kind of giving me kind of the breakdown. It wouldn't have given me the same visual beauty that we got in the film, but still, if you want to give me need, anything. Didn't need the villains. It was more like setting the stage, yeah. Like, absolutely. But, I mean, you, why sell one comic when you can sell two, right? Fair enough. What I will say, flash forward, is the great thing about Marvel is after Chadwick passed, they they started to include banners across specific titles that said Rest in Power Chadwick Boseman, 1976 to 2020. So if you picked up I got the list here. Uh, Spider-Man number four, Spider-Man Noir number four, Immortal She-Hulk, uh, Maestro number two, Juggernaut number one, Fantastic Four, Antithesis number two, Spider-Woman number four, and Daredevil number two. You would get these kind of like special edition or just real nods to, hey, like we've, we've lost somebody, even though he's not directly in our world, he's definitely a part of the tapestry that we've built. And I remember reading comics and seeing the banner. It's just like, wow, like... This, huge, this guy touched part. a lot, a lot of, a lot of hearts. Huge part, yeah. And and in the, the MCU, granted, we'd have conversations about where the where do the Avengers go from from here, and we're like, well, I think it's going to be 
T'Challa and Strange, one of the two running the show, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he had big, he had big, uh, not saying they're not going to do that with Shuri or whoever. I will come back to that. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen now, which is kind of, that's kind of, we know. It's kind of what makes Wakanda Forever so exciting, right? It's like, we, I don't know what to expect. I have no idea. And the bar's high. Yeah. In the best yeah. possible way. I'm trying to keep it low, but it's... No, because now we're going to spend like the next hour and a half talking about this fucking amazing movie. So, yeah. can I get into casting, sir? Let's do it. Black Panther 2018, directed by the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Coogler. Writing credits are Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. Bang. Based on characters by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. We have maybe one of the beautifulest assembled cast in an MCU movie, not counting an Avengers. Like, if this is just a solo, because Avengers just has all these guys in it to a large extent. But I'm trying to think if there's... I think this is the best-looking cast. Chadwick in Boseman. Mar- in a Marvel movie? In a Marvel movie, yes. I, I'd probably say... We can we can I, argue I, this for movie movies, but then I'm going to start throwing out, like, the best man. And... No, I'm not I'm not that smart. I don't have... You have a such a wider knowledge of movies than I do. I just... Well, I like looking at pretty women. And then... Well... Normally, I mean, if they put a pretty woman in there, there's going to be a good-looking guy. The thing... Well, it's funny you say that, because, like, every scene that Lupita's in, I'm just like... Gosh, she's so pretty. <laughs> but you could say the same thing about Denai. You can. You, you can, can say the same thing about yes. Latita. You can say the same yeah. thing about Angela Bassett. Like there's. You can, just, but it's just like she. I, I'm just using her as an example because she was like she's lovely, lovely. Gosh, like they, every, like this, like the skin, like the complexion. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, he's so pretty. So here's the cast for 2018's Black Panther: Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa, King T'Challa at this point. Uh, Black Panther: Michael B. Jordan playing Eric Killmonger. Lupita Nyong'o playing Nakia. Denai. Lovely, lovely. Yes. Denai Guerrera playing uh, Okoyo. Lovely, lovely. Martin Freeman playing Everett K. Ross. He was great in this. He was great in this, too. Daniel. Say a bad thing about somebody in here and I'll argue. I can't. I can't. Daniel Kalua playing Wakabi. Latita Wright playing Shuri. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, Winston Duke playing Mbaku. My guy, I loved. Oh man, I go, I go back with this guy a bit. So we'll keep going. We'll, we'll go. Sterling K. Brown playing Mjobu. And yeah, Sterling was great. Okay, yeah, sorry. Go <laughs> the lovely, lovely, lovely Angela Bassett playing Queen Mother Ramonda. She was dope. Love Forrest Whitaker playing Zuri. Love me some Forrest. Andy Circus playing Ulysses Claw. He was fun. He was like he was. Anyways, go ahead. I was going to comment on all of them, I guess. Of course you are. Florence Kasumba playing Ayoho. Ayo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who had her first cameo in Civil War. And she was a she was a part of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, she is. Uh, John Kenny playing T'Chaka. Yeah, he was great. Let's go get some good stuff. He actually looked like he could be Chadwick's dad, too. Like, they look, they, they got, they 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 got that down. Uh, I'm gonna give the shoutouts now. Stan Lee played the thirsty gambler, and I really enjoyed his. Can I just say, okay. <laughs> I really this is a top five Stan Lee cameo because really there, there are things about this movie that I forgot completely. Like I forgot Sterling was in it, wow. so I was like, "Oh yeah, Sterling's in it," and he's he's, he's a fantastic actor. And he's I was a like, "Voiceover too." Yeah, he's great. And then the Stan Lee cameo, I forgot all about, and I was like. That's such a good cameo. He's not being silly. He's just like, I'm just gonna keep. That's illegal, by the way, too. You get kicked out. You can't touch other people's chips. So nice he's try. doing that in front of CIA. Yes, he's like, I'm just gonna take these here. Uh, Atawan Candy playing young T'Chaka. 
uh, Aston Tyler playing young T'Challa. Denzel Whit- Whitaker playing James Young Zuri, which is amazing. That's real, that's his real son. That's his real son playing wow, younger that's so cool. Zuri. Um, and here's a really throwaway cameo that you wouldn't know unless I said it. It's not Hot Dog Kid, although I wanted to give a shout out to Hot Dog Kid. It's Trevor Noah playing Griot, which is the Trevor AI. Knows this? Yeah, he's plays the AI for Suri's. Uh, Kimoko beats, Kimono beats, oh, but he does uh-huh. AI. He does AI voiceover, kind of like Friday for yeah, uh, Tony. Tony, yeah, I didn't know that. Did not know that. Okay, I'm gonna give a shout out. Dijon Watts plays Hot Dog Kid. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's also other like small little cameos when you watch this. Um, I think the boy at the end ends up playing something in Moonlight. I just can't find his name here. I'll find it. Oh, he's what? He's a Moonlight. He's a Moonlight, and I think he's in The Shy too. Like. Oh, cool! I still have to watch that. I have, I have that. I have that saved. That I just Underrated show. That and Snowfall are like the shows. Snowfall's are... amazing. No, Snowfall's amazing. You put me on Snowfall. I'll, I'll, Snowfall, I'll right? put you on the the shy. The shy is yeah, you did. Yeah, you sent me. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. You was that was your recommendation. Snowfall was great. I was like blown away by that first season. I was like, yo. So uh, let's get into it. We get a voiceover from Sterling K. Brown and the young Eric. We'll call him Eric because I can't remember his uh, Killmonger. I know, but like he has a Wakandan name too, but they also refer oh, to Oh, yeah, I don't remember it. We get the voiceover of little Eric saying, tell me about kind of, tell me a story and tell me the story of where we come from, our roots. And then you get the amazing visuals of uh, the vibranium sands mm-hmm. giving you all the exposition of what Wakanda is. Like that's gorgeous, amazing, but what a way to set the pace and the tone for the world you're about to enter. And they do it all. Like it's, it's very quick yeah it seems but it's very smooth yes. it doesn't feel rushed it's like here's the first like six minutes we're going to tell you the backstory listen because it's going to set the stage and then it, it, it i don't know it's it's so well written it's just like all right i i feel like i know this world now <laughs> then i think we cut to um okoye and black panther going to go get Lupita Leongo, who's playing Nakia. Nakia in the forest, right? Like she's doing her undercover spy thing. Well, and we get a little action scene. We get a little humor, but we get. Don't freeze. Kind of. We get the dynamic between those two and kind of the love that he has for Nakia, right? So we get the dynamic of this triangle that we're going to see often in it. So Cooler's really good with parallels and things repeating itself. And we get a great taste of lore. Um, who Black Panther is, why he's not perfect, the humor and the seriousness of it. And then they hit us with the opening credits. Like that's yeah. what I loved about it. They gave us so much before you get to see the Marvel imprint. They're yeah. Like, so, so, so yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Cause so right away you understand the backstory. You understand that the, the main characters you're going to see a lot of have some sort of history together and they kind of know what's going like he, he froze, didn't he? He's like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which come, comes back to him too. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's funny because the first note I wrote some notes on this watching again, and the first note is literally so so good to go back to this again after so long. It feels like it's only really been probably two years since I've seen this movie, um, but it feels longer with everything that's happened in the world. Plus, the this phase being so messy, like it's oh, you talking about phase four. Yeah, this phase being so f- messy and so 
oh magic and forced humor and tones all over the place it goes back here and it's like this is so clean it's yeah. so well done the tone no joke misses but no joke feels out of place it's like the jokes that are there fantastic it, you, you giggle you're like this is good like the, the froze joke the the he froze right yeah we like the the part where the car falls and like Nakia's is just like driving like <laughs> right and uh okoyo is sliding down with the spear yeah everything's played for last one it needs to be last but there's such serious and heavy moments that it doesn't take away from it like it's yeah it's, it's, it's a perfect perfect it's, yeah it's yeah. perfectly counterbalanced um i don't know where you want to go from here because we can go b for b but like that's going to take too long there's so many no, things going that. on with that that it's amazing right just the fact that that ship flying through what they thought was a waterfall and it explodes into the first scenes of what Wakanda is. I remember being in the audience and everyone being like, whoa. Yeah. Like, just the visual cue of this is what Afrofuturism can look like, what, what it is, what Wakanda is, right? And, like, the dream. Like, we're finally in it. So the, there was always a moment of just, like, wow, wow. And elevated so much more because we had seen obviously what iron man and captain america and avengers have done in their world but for so long this has been hidden away and that's its own theme of just like we got our own thing going on here that's so good we don't really want to show the rest of the world of it and now yeah. one of the the larging themes is like globalism versus isolism isol isolationism right like can we can we be that sounds right i don't know i don't know so i didn't say that sounds right iso versus global right like yeah, for so go. for so long the previous administration the previous king is like no we stay in iso nobody needs to know what's going on in wakanda and i think one of killmonger's uh strong forces is or like strong motivations is like the world's got to see what we can do both sides are correct it's just up to kind of t'challa to decide as king where we lie in the middle right so and well, that's, that's and that let's finish your thought that's what's going on in the entire movie yeah and that's that's kind of what i wrote i wrote a little blurb for myself because i was trying to understand like i understand i was trying to um jot down what makes t'challa so interesting as a character and it's because he's being he's been forced into a situation like prematurely because his father passed away in civil war and it's like okay now you're king you're not only black panther now you're king now his advisors who you could say like nakia and wakabi and stuff and then akoi as well they're pulling him in all different directions right so he's trying to figure out which one like do you follow your heart do you follow your mind do you follow advice so it's like i wrote down like the, it's the struggle to accept the throne suddenly and then the first day you're in it have your advisors and friends pull you in different directions. Nakia with opening up to, she's like, let's open up to the world. We can right. help them. Wakabi's like, let's clean up the world. We can yep. go out there. We can like get rid of all the bad people rather than right. helping them. On top of fulfilling promises like, like the like the one he has about Claw. Like I'm gonna bring Claw back, and then the intertwining, and then that gets them intertwined with like the U.S. government plus sins of the father come out come right. back to haunt it there's so much going on and it's, it's so layered it's so layered but it's so clean and everything just goes that's true and they give enough time that you can go to each perspective and make a case for like oh no this person was right this person yes. was right yeah even to the point he goes to his father and his father gives him such great advice of like one a man who hasn't prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father that's from mm -hmm. t'chaka amazing line like that yeah. gave me chills in itself 
And the other one of, you're a good man with a good heart, and it's going to be hard for a good man to be king. Yeah. And you see him struggle that the entire movie. He's trying to be like, what is the right thing to do here? Yeah. And it, 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 it's beautifully, again, so like family is definitely a, uh, a overarching theme. Community is a huge theme in this. And just like instilling the trust and like the goodness, like you can find all those like tropes. But because your actors are so good in the roles that they're playing, it it's honestly this is a hard movie to hate anybody in because you kind of yeah, see can. everybody's like angle. Role. Yeah. But it's so great when they when they can kind of unite because even when they're like going back to the movie, he heads back to Wakanda to do the coronation for his kingdom, right? And he has to do this rite of passage and fight Mbaku. But even that first trade off, as Mbaku being kind of his first adversary, like that's. I enjoy that for like all the wrong and right reasons. One, because that one scene is amazing, like on the cliffside and it's just vibrant and beautiful. And you get to see all these different, all the different tribes and all the different representations and all the stuff that they're wearing. But yeah, the border tribe and then Mbaku's tribe. Yeah, it's sick. But no true king should, should ever go without challenge, right? Like you're, you're not doing a good job unless someone's like, there, there can be another way of doing this. Y'all getting fat while I starve. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of mentality, though, right? Right. If you don't, if you're not getting challenged, you're just sitting around getting fat, complacent, lazy. It keeps in your toes. And that's one of the things that Shuri says when he comes back to Wakanda. Just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Which is mm-hmm. another overarching theme that happens through the entire movie, right? Like mm-hmm. that's another motivation for Killmonger. It's yeah. like it works, but we can make it better. No. And and you were talking about characters. I want to kind of stick with characters for a bit longer because when you when you watch it now in 2022, it's a little different than when you're watching it in 2018. Because in 2018, you're amazed because everything's so new mm-hmm. and you're soaking it. In 2022, now that we've watched it, I don't know how many times you've seen it. I've probably seen it somewhere between like six and ten times now, right? But I had not in the past like two years anyways, like I was saying. But I've when I'm watching it now, I'm looking – because I'm looking for things now, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm soaking in different angles, and I'm trying to put myself in people's different people's perspectives. And I challenge anybody to find like a one note character in this. Even Claw isn't one note. He's no. even he's got he's got a, a mixtape. Even, even <laughs> give me a SoundCloud. Even yeah. Everett Everett Ross has got he's, some things going on. He's completely. He's like he's like do I do I help protect this city or like or. You know, do I have to report back to my duty? Even when he's trying, like, get it when he when he's um trying, he's trying to intercept the ships leaving. Right, Wakanda. He's kind of like, he's can ready I, to die. He's ready to yes, die. To so, Even Njobu, who again, if we're gonna talk about characters, his is a story that like I wish we got more of, but I understand why it's so short. But like ultimately, he's the reason why this whole thing started. Because if he wasn't funneling vibranium to sell off, then Ulysses' claw wouldn't have got the vibranium, right. which shows up in Age of Ultron, which ultimately makes his claw, and then there's such a ripple effect because T'Chaka takes the life of his brother, and that's a hard scene, too. Yeah, But Njobu gets uh, betrayed, essentially, by Zuri, and Zuri's watching all the... Like, there's so many... And that's in the first five minutes. Yeah, They... they you don't get that full story because they go back to a flashback to see how it actually played out. Which is genius. Which is genius because it looks like at the beginning the way they put at the beginning is like they take they take 
Njaku with them. Like, right. Okay, let's go. We're all going back. And then you find out in the middle of the movie, nope. now they left him dead, and yes. who finds him is Killmonger. And it's like, man. And then you see his, yeah, you see his origin story start to unfold. Like, it's like, I'd hate them too. Yes. And you, man. the weight of that information that falls on T'Chaka to understand not only did you betray my uncle, but you betrayed my cousin. And now he's just, to a certain extent, for all the rage and all the pain that he feels, and now he's at my doorstep. Again, we're jumping all over the place, but if you want to talk Listen. about characters, uh, Eric and Njobu are very deep and, I don't want to say understated, like so layered with the, the rationale of what they want, because they're both just trying to find a home at the yeah. end of the day. But they, they both, abandoned. They but they both feel abandoned. locked out. And then one got murdered by the like your brother? Like damn. Like damn. It's hard it's hard. Even with with Killmonger being the way he is, the aggressive when he is, like when you see where he came from, you're like my environment. He's got a point. And you left him to die. Literally left him. And spent his kind of career becoming the best version of a killing machine, but just kind of traveling around and be like, this is what this looks like, huh? This is what this looks like? All right. And conquering. Create a monster. And on this point of, I, I told you we were, uh, or I mentioned I was going to get back to Winston Duke because I've seen, I remember seeing him in Person Interest, which was a show right back in the aughts. And he was in that show and he was the most fascinating character in that show because his presence kind of just commands your attention, right? So when I saw him in Black Panther, I was like, oh, this is dope. And the beginning scene that you're talking about, that fight scene is, is cool. And then you you think, oh, that's kind of it. You're never going to see him again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's your one note character. And then they come back to him. And he's really not that bad of a guy. He's actually incredibly honorable. Yes. Because I know when they come to him and, and he's, he's, he's tough, kind of like a tough love type thing. And they come to him like, oh, T'Challa was murdered. He's like, was it in combat? He's like, yeah. Then it wasn't a murder; it was a defeat. Like I don't know what do you what do you what right. are you blowing this up for? Like here, <laughs> right? This is what happens, right? And uh, but then he's got him on ice, literally on ice at the same so time. So he had all this information. They offer already. him that they offer him the the flower, and he yeah. still won't take it. Like man, like that's a interesting, he, interesting. He's guy. funny. He's charming. He's regal. And then you 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 remember the fact that in Wakanda, his Jabari tribe is the one outcast. They're the one. They're the one tribe that doesn't get to sit around the table, quote unquote table. It's like a they're actually sitting on a mountain, which is nice, right? Mountain rock, to talk about affairs that are going on in Wakanda. So he would obviously have a chip on his shoulder about who the king is, what the decisions are being made, because I don't get to be at that table, right? Like and everybody even, has a chip and a motivation, and that's amazing. Yeah. And he even says to the Charlie, he's like, "You're the first king to come here in centuries." Nope, nobody goes to the mountains. Nobody comes here. I will feed and then you they're getting to my children. children. He's like, no, we're just vegetarians. And then they're getting all emotional. He's like, are we done? Can yeah. we go? Are you done? <laughs> like, yes. I love that. I was like, can we go? And again, that's another strength of like them understanding when to cut the tone from serious heartfelt to be like, let's keep this party moving. Yeah. Because again, it's two two hours and like 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's brisk though. It goes by. It, feels it's like, fast. It feels like an hour. It feels but like you, an hour. You need those moments to kind of clip real fast to move on. Like, okay, we got the heart. We got to move on. Yeah. Right. Um, let's just go down the list then. Let's talk about Nakia. Nakia's a spy. Oh, lovely, lovely Nakia. Lovely, lovely Nupita Liongo. She represents the River Tribe. Um, so she's constantly wearing green. And again, uh, I'll, I'll give some of the references because uh, actually we'll get into that later. Just 
like how dense this movie is with uh, visual cues and things that they do there. But her character is often, quote unquote, in the streets, in the in the wild, in in the trenches, trying to save people. Like we we open her with her pretending to be Muslim, trying to save all of these. I guess it's human trafficking, right? All these women. That are yeah, they don't trafficked. they don't explicitly say, but that's kind of. And her MO is, we should be out there helping our people. Like, we're neighboring. We have all of this wealth. We have all of these things to do. We need to do it. And she constantly says throughout the movie, like, she's not a fighter. She's a spy. Like, she's she's not a queen, but she could be the best one. She yeah. often seems like she's running away from all the things that are aligned for her. Because she ends up being one of the best fighters when she dorns the Dora Melange uh, armor. And she ultimately this story looks like she's going to be the best advisor to Black Panther because they have a lot of heartfelt moments where T'Challa talks about when he talked to his father and how he found out that Eric's his cousin and then just getting advice on how it is to be kingly, how it is to be royalty in this world. She's level-headed, fierce, strong, but then, I mean, I love her so much in that casino scene because she commands the room. Mm-hmm. And she has one of the best lines of, uh, are we going to get into trouble? And she's like, it depends how much time we spend here. Yeah. And their exes, too. There's, there's that layer, too, right? It's like... you can. It's palpable. You can feel the connection between the two. Whether or not it's real, they're very good at acting. And, and yo, know, they're fantastic. And then when they're... T- the chemistry is crazy, too. And they're... They don't even kiss, either. But they're, it's... They're, like, the one conversation they have where... Um, how's it go? He's like, oh, you know, that's... You're too stubborn to be queen. She goes, like, "That's why I'd be a good queen." He's kind of like, "Ah, uh, ah." She's like, it's if, like if I wanted yes, to, yeah, if I, I wanted to, yeah. I'm sitting there smiling. I'm like, "This kid's they're, they're so they're, cute." Flirt. Their, their trade off is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then just to finish out that triangle, let's talk about uh, a Yoke, uh, a Koye. Koye. I apologize for getting it wrong. You're also lovely, 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 strong, fierce, dependable, and she knows that she's always about the crown. Right. She's the greatest general. She's one of the best warriors. But she's very sure of herself. And you see those moments like when they go to the casino and she's forced to wear the wig and she's like, I don't want to wear this wig. Yeah. Like this is dishonoring how beautiful I am with my bald head, right? Like she's trusted her spear. Like she she knows her world. She knows what she's sworn to protect, but she hasn't lost her kind of her innocence and her love. Like even her and uh Wakabi flirting back and forth. Because and, like, they're married. The, and that rhino scene, like all that stuff, I love. So it's it's always interesting. I always enjoyed any time it was T'Challa. Okoye and Nakia together because they were always represented in black, green, and red, and those were the colors of the Pan American flag. That's and that was good. that was a choice, right? Like you hear production, you hear Ryan Coogler saying, "Anytime we have these three together, that's the zones that they're playing." So we like if you just want to talk about that casino scene because that's one of the best scenes in the movie. It is, yeah, in a movie full of great scenes. Just the way that it was shot. There's so many long shots where. I think Coogler did it a few times where you're you get a good scope of the whole place before he starts adding action into it. That way, when action happens, you're not jostled and like you're not freaking out because you already understand the kind of geometry of the room. But they, they go there for a covert mission. Um, that's when they end up meeting Everett. That's when Ulysses gets some one liners. Yeah. Pull, pulls the uh, the vibranium out from his crotch. Like there's all these like yeah, he's he's just so like unrefined. He's such a sl- like a sleaze like, bag, but he loves it, right? Bag, yeah. And then you have that dynamic of he's South African, right? So the fact that like he came in, took another artifact, 
is willing to sell it. So he's like, you get all the colonization stuff, you get all the oppression stuff, you get all the history. It's all for sale, and then it kind of blows up, right? Everything starts going haywire. But look, a crazy fight, like a really good dynamic of. I just love when Okoye takes her wig off and throws it, uses it as a weapon, and starts yeah, right in his face, <laughs> and then jumps down a level. Like it's it's so well paced, and it explodes out into the street, and that's when like basically T'Challa gets his. It's morphing time, and jumps on a car, and then it escalates that. Like you think that could have been just enough for an action scene, but it even elevates even higher. Um, it's such a good movie. Like it's so good. It's, it's such a good movie. It's so good. There now, it's the one thing I I hate to do this, but it's not perfect in the sense that there are some things that we kind of like drawbacks. They're not bad things, just drawbacks. Uh, the fine, like the like you're saying, the, the CGI fest at the end, third act, yeah, third, yeah, the third act kind of slumbles a bit because there's the that's where the tropes come in, where in every Marvel movie, um, especially origin, like first movies, it's usually hero versus self. So it's that's what. You, one of my favorite things is when, you know, it's Black Panther versus Black Panther, essentially. And it's like, oh, this is kind of lame. And it's all CG'd. There's that. There's the trope of, uh-oh, the good guys are in deep. But here here comes reinforcements. Like the, the M'Baku thing where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Dormelage is like cornered by the border, the border tribe and the rhinos. And all yeah. of a sudden, M'Baku and his boys come. And it's like, okay, well. At least it was earned. It was set up yeah, that way. It was, but I'm just because T'Challa warns him of like if like I could use an army when like he gets right. safe passage for his mother. Um, he's like, of course you could. It's like after they come for us, they're gonna come for you. Yep, and it's he's like, right. It's just it's just a Marvel trope, right? And it's like okay, it's it's fine. It doesn't doesn't make the movie like I'm not like this is terrible. I'm walking out. It's just also it's like it's weird that like to a certain extent you're killing your own people. Because a lot of that's that's one thing I wanted to talk about too. So I'm glad you like, brought that up. T'Challa explodes one of the planes. No. Yep. And like, he's returning, and I'm assuming someone was piloting that. And then when yeah, then Ross is and shooting down the, planes. Like there, when Mbaku comes too, they're like there's people on the ground just like spear in the chest, and it's yeah, like, like these are all Wakandans, right? So this is a little. I, that's, I, I thought it was a little uncom- like not uncomfortable. It was a little weird too. I was kind of like, mm. <laughs> you guys are. <laughs> It's aggressive for like countrymen. Like you guys were community yesterday, and you got a new king, and new king's like, "We're going to war." You guys were community this morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This guy comes, and it's just like pretty much. And Wakabi just goes off the reservation. It's like, all right, let's get the rhinos in and just stamps. (laughs) And then he's hitting like he's the the rhinos are coming. Like, well, her ribs are broken. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're. You're, you're suffering a little. There's a lot of healing that has to happen after this war, this yeah. territorial war. Um, Which is I a did. good thing because there's a time gap between Black Panther and Wakanda Forever, right? I think it's a couple years. Yeah, we're going to assume that. So hopefully some of the, the healing is kind of addressed there because <laughs> like, a lot of cast is changing as well, right? Like we're yeah. not going to get Wakabi. We're not going to get Kill oh, Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, I didn't, okay. We're not gonna get Killmonger, who gets a righteous death too. Like he gets an honoring, an honored so, death. What's his line when he the because the people in the theater when I saw it were like a plot like yeah it was good plotting. I was like that's a perfect line. Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ship because they knew the death was better than bondage. Yeah. Um, we we cool. barely scratched the surface on all the ins and outs of Killmonger. We'll, we'll do a little more now because top five villain, top three villain. Yeah, and just so he 
any other day he, he might not even be a villain because he had a lot of yeah. he had a lot a lot of points. Shouldn't even call him villain. I should call him just antagonist. Yeah, he helps progress things. And again, that's how he gets uh, Wakabi so easily because a lot of things he's saying are just. And he did the one thing that T'Challa, which was supposed to be Wakabi's best friend, couldn't do, which was bring Claw. Bring Claw, yeah. Just bring me Claw. That's all Wakabi asks. Like, yo, bring me Claw. If you, if you can't bring him, kill him. T'Challa yeah. going to do that, right? Again, so you get the the constant problems with being king of, like, can I take the kill shot? But then you get you have the fun of being the, the antagonist of, like, oh, I'd kill anybody. And the, the the cool mislead for fans because we all thought Ulysses Claw was going to be the big bad moving in. Yeah, that yeah. And they was, kill him. And they kill him off for an like... even better bad, the cousin of the king. Right? Like yeah. this is almost Shakespearean. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, yeah. That's well said. Because even the trade offs that he has with um, T'Challa, I wanted to say Chadwick, uh, are amazing. When he finally shows up in prison and he's like. Hey, auntie. Like, everyone laughed at that line. But yeah. just T'Chaka whispering in, the, in his ears, like, I know who you are. I know why you're here. And that's just enough for him to be like, good. I know the rules, too. I challenge yeah. to be king. And it's like, oh-ish. Yeah. And I got the birthright. And they're kind of like. He's got the lip tattoo. Well, he's got the ring. He's got the knowledge. Say? And he's got a point. He's got a point. And then he dummies him. That fight's amazing. Which, again, uh, harkens back to the comic, too. I think he throws him in a certain issue. He throws him off. Killmonger throws T'Challa yes. off a cliff. Yeah. yeah. So, again, the writing's amazing, near flawless in this, because every time we pivot to another character, we see their perspective and then appreciate what they're trying to do. Shuri is like a secondary character, but she's so smart and she's so engaging and she has a lot of the funny lines in it. We got to give her credit. Because she's building all the tech, right? So you get a, a viewpoint of how Wakanda has been built through her eyes because she's done a lot of it, right? Like mm -hmm. she's utilized vibranium. She made better suits that both get utilized. She made sneakers, which references like Back to the Future, which is kind of funny. Um, she's got those weird panther <laughs> gun fists. That's the only thing I was like, this doesn't fit. Um, no, it doesn't. But her understanding of this world and what makes it tick is another strength to the writing because there's no secondary female in this. Every woman in this movie is strong, powerful, engaging, charming, and like you cheer for and could like, easily get a spinoff. I like her one line about the uh, when they bring Ross in and they go, oh, good, another broken white boy. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, which just ends up being a throwback, a, th a throw forward or foreshadowing to the bonus credit scene or the end credit scene. Where you, White Wolf is White, your favorite White Wolf, right? Your White Wolf, and yeah. then and just from Civil War, right? Because at the end of Civil War, T'Challa takes uh, when the soldier back. Yeah, Bucky's like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out, right? Um, this again, this movie's littered with great performances, but let's talk a little more about like the little sparks and things that they put in it to make us enjoy it, right? And maybe the the soundtrack. Way... <laughs> you want to go there first? Let's go there last. Let's do it. The music's insane. Good. Yeah, it was built by TDE, and that was just the original soundtrack. The score is built by Ludwig Göransson, and the little nugget that I learned was Ludwig and Ryan both went to film school together, so that's why they worked on the same project. Mm -hmm. That's the nod there. There's also a connection between, obviously, Ryan Coogler and 
Michael B. Jordan because they worked at Fru- Fruitvale Station for their first film. Oh yeah, that was that was that was Google's first one, right? Correct. But the production company movie. was Forrest Whitaker's company. Oh no way! So that's how you get Forrest Whitaker in this movie. I said that we weren't going to talk about acting, but just in terms of like the star power with Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett, it seems like a changing of the guard with all of these up and comers and who was next to take over Hollywood. I'll just give a little nod to that. But you want to talk about music? Let's talk about music. This soundtrack is insane. It shouldn't be. And as it good wasn't as even it planned. It was like I don't think it was planned. It was. It was kind of one of those situations where, um, remember when uh, American Gangster came out? And Jay Jay Z was like, I was so inspired by the movie, I made a whole album off it. Right. That, it's kind of the same sort of thing here, except really? he came out. I imagine so. I don't think they tagged Kendrick. As far as I know, I, I right. could be completely wrong, but I think that Kendrick was supposed to do like one song. He's like, No, I'm making a whole soundtrack because it's. Do you know what that one song would have been? Be an album. No. Well, it is that we counted as an album. Yeah, like it's, it, it's it's in his top three. It's like a pseudo album. Yeah. 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 Cause you get all of the stars, which is an amazing cover track. Like I pray for me, uh, King's Dead. Yeah, big tunes, man. Um, big shots, good in this. And again, then you get uh, like stuff that you weren't expecting to be good. So like I think, or like other musical acts on it. Where is it? I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. Uh, like Legend Has It is on this by Run the Jewels. Bag Back right, is on yeah. this by Vince Stables. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the Trunk with Too Short. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, they've got yeah. some cool stuff in this. And Oops by Vince Stables is in this. Uh, and Hangover featuring Snoop Dogg uh, by Psy. Like, that's the when Ulysses is in, like, turn the radio on. Like, we're not, like, when they're doing the, uh, that's right. yeah, the yeah. chase away. All that stuff's great. That ended up, like, birthing this whole revolution or like renaissance because you remember in the 90s like half the part of seeing like a good movie was the soundtrack that was coming to it yep and in the 2000s they just ran away from that they stopped doing soundtracks to go with it especially yeah, original I don't know music why they did that i don't know either like music doesn't make money the same way it does oh i guess yeah i guess i guess that's exactly why but because <laughs> the rollout for this movie was such a celebration was such a like it was a big a crowning it was a big deal across so many different mediums and so many different levels that the fact that TDE and Kendrick was just like, we got this, mm-hmm. is amazing. And in the same flip, Ludwig, once he got the role for being kind of the composer, flew to Africa, I think it was Senegal, and spent like a month there picking up the it, sounds. That's sick. For what would be um, an Oscar award winning score, right? So. In different moments, in different parts of the the movie, you can see, you can hear kind of African-inspired instruments, even to the point that during the Killmonger and T'Challa fight, T'Challa's uh, musical instrument is a drum, so you hear that heavy in the beginning, but Killmonger has this uh, like African flute, and you hear that every time he gets stabbed, mm-hmm. and then they start turning down the drum as he's losing the fight, and you start they start turning up the wind. So it's like all these little touches that they've added in. Like, I don't know how many stars had to align for this movie to be as good as it is, but it's taken us four years and we're still finding like these little nuggets that are like, this is amazing. Right. How, how do you do this? Like, how do you work this way? Right. Yeah. So the music was amazing. Plus there's the, plus there's the uh, I don't know what, it, is it a handshake or a, just the motion? That... I said a handshake, but like Wakanda yeah. forever, like that thing. Took off like wildfire. I yeah. remember that being one of the best SNL 
uh, skits that they had because I think it was uh, Chadwick that was doing, he was hosting. So he was doing it. Obviously he was getting tired, but it was, uh, what's his face? Who's the guy that's been there the longest? Uh, oh, um, uh, Keenan Thompson. Keenan. And, he, and he does it and he's like, yeah, cool. I do it. But then um, it's, uh, well, I can't remember anybody's name now. What's uh, the dude that was begging out? <laughs> uh, Kardashian. Oh, uh, um, Dave, uh, Davidson, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson does it, but he does Wakanda forever. And then he does like a hump to it at the end. And they're all like, nah, nah, we, we don't like that. We don't like that. But I say that I, I make that stupid joke in order to talk about how much the culture just loved and like society just loved doing Wakanda forever as a handshake off of this little movie. Like people are still doing it, right? Like the little high five and then the, the love. But in doing my research, I found out that when you cross your arms like this in sign language, it's a symbol for love and hug. But I'm pretty sure Kugler said that he pulled this arm from Egyptian statues and tombs because they're like this, and mm -hmm. as well as West African statues, right? So it's amazing those little things that they added in. It had nothing to do with the comic. It was it could have been yeah, something that's thrown away. Yeah. But subsequently, every award show or interview that any of the main actors had they were constantly doing the wakanda forever handshake Always. and it's like it's, it's endearing now right like so i again i can't wait to see it in this next coming movie i remember seeing memes that were like chadwick or the people doing the chadwick and it's kind of like man this guy's gotta be sick to death <laughs> doing this this symbol nowadays right because he's always a, doing it that's a dark joke well this is back you know <laughs> Like when the movie was doing promotion. Right? I get you. I get you. But it was right there. It was low hanging fruit. What, what a choice of words. I mean, <laughs> but it's rest, great. Rest in power. Because it's true though. You got the first uh, black MCU superhero. You got an incredible original soundtrack along with the score. Then you've got a hand, like a gesture that's like globally known. If you all you guys see, like it's so simple that mm -hmm. everybody knows. So as soon as you just, Someone does this. You know exactly what I'm talking chest. about. Oh, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Then like, if you talk about the rollout, right? Remember how people were showing up for this movie? They were wearing African garb. They were, yeah. they, they were turning out in like as a celebration. And that doubles down to how much attention was paid to the costume design. So Oscar winner Ruth Carter had spent time putting in all of these little touches, right? Like the Merchant Tribe is West African and Ethiopian designs. The River Tribe was from the Surma people who are Ethiopian, right? Even with the lip discs. That's from the the Mercy tribe. The mining so that tribe. Real? All that's real. All of all of that's this was crazy. taken from different cultures in Africa for her to embed into what Wakanda was gonna be, this Afro, beautiful, centric, futuristic utopia of what the world, right? And of course, give her a award for that, right? Um, the mining tribe was orange, so it was the Himba Himba people from Nibia and the Turkana people from northwest uh, Kenya. Border tribe was Wakabi, and they were wearing blue. So mm. they have the uh, Sotho Lee. Oh, sorry, Sotho people from the Lesotho. Um, and even her talking about like how she embedded, uh, where is it? Uh, Queen Ramonda's crown was Zulu inspired, but they used a lot of three D printing to create kind of the costumes that they wanted to look like. So they like she went above and beyond in certain places, and it shows, right? Like. Every time you see a character on screen, they're vibrant and they're exploding with some sort of fashion or sense that they belong 
or a part of like African richness, right? Um, I want to find the thing that I wrote about. Okay, so the panther suit has a Okovago design, which are the triangles that are raised. And she said, it's the sacred geometry of Africa, not only making him a superhero, but a king and an African king, right? Like all of his suits were Nigerian designed. So there was always an attention to be like, let's honor the roots and our history as we're creating this new future. And again, that's why she won the award. That's crazy. I didn't know all of that. It's, it's amazing. Doubling down, uh, the production design, which is, mm-hmm. that's why we're talking about the the intro with uh, the vibranium and just the look of Wakanda and kind of all the hexagonal shapes and everything like that. That was another Oscar winner, Hannah Beecher. So she won for that. So that's of seven nominations for Academy Awards. They won three for a superhero movie, which yeah. like, doesn't happen. But but you it's it's that's what it's labeled as. But when 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 you watch it, like when we watch it, you know this is more than just a superhero movie. This yeah, is it's a, so, it's so much more. This is a world building. This isn't just Superman. This is like unless it was like Superman, where you know everybody or not everybody, but you know an important sect of Metropolis. We haven't had that yet. Like this is an entire kingdom. Like you you feel like you know Wakanda. After watching this movie, you feel like you know so many people. Like I cared about Forrest Whitaker when he got stabbed. Yeah, it's like it's like, oh man, nah, come on. That's but then, but the, but you understand his sacrifice. Like he, yeah, he exactly. still feels, and this everything. is uh, like everything lined up. Everything makes sense, and then, and then it hits it hits T'Challa even harder, right? It's it's always weird when you hear in reports or like interviews because again, I listened to a lot of interviews before we had this that they said that they were worried about having a mostly pretty much all black cast and if it could make money if if people would show up to this if this could make money internationally like this was such a worry for hollywood when like audience have been starving for this like i can yeah. say from like a black audience but you can say from like a white audience we can say from audiences yep. that just enjoy good movies yep. like to I mean, see, it's, it's to see representation awesome. this way it's so silly like this is this is the world we live in though it's so silly like you want authentic movies, right. so you have a, albeit fictional, um, nation from Africa, mm-hmm. and you're afraid to make, or you're not afraid, but you're hesitant to make the cast black, like mostly black, even though it's from, like if that's, what are you going to ta- cast Tom Cruise in the as as T'Challa? Like, like I mean, he find a way to make it work. He it's the running good. the running scenes would be insane. He do all his own stunts. He would. fall off that that waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, I'll jump. I'll jump. I'll jump. I'll do it. But it's just so. It's so. To me, it's just so silly. Like I understand why. I don't understand why. It, it's it's silly. It's silly. It's like. But it leads into kind of the themes that are going on in this movie, right? There's this whole like living free in Africa without the like tyranny of being enslaved, but like the reclaiming of. Americans, right? Like, there's always a constant struggle for blacks in America to one find their freedom, but to the other reclaim their truth, right? So, even Hollywood as a machine is a lot of people of color trying to reclaim. Like, this is a story I want to tell without your hands in it. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood being like, "Well, we're used to putting hands on things." Yeah, nah, slap his hands, Get right? <laughs> and and in Africa, they're like, "Well, we don't have a Hollywood. We have what we have." 
And this is how we make it. And it's mm-hmm. just as good. So I love how nuanced like that came up. Again, there's themes all over that. I'm surprised they're not studying this movie in film school, if not some sort of... I hope they are, because it, you can even look at like the success of this movie. Probably made them very confident about movies like Shang-Chi and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? We can do this. Let's... Let's let's fucking let's do it. <laughs> like if we're gonna do it, let's do it. Like if it's up, it's up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one thing we haven't talked about. How much this changed the culture. Yeah. This changed what movies could look like. One, changed what type of movies could be made. Two, but changed the scope because now all of those lead characters that we've seen, including Ryan Coogler, because I don't know, if, like this will be the time where we start giving him flowers. Um, Give him the keys. Are now having commands over their careers. And it was it had to be in this format. It had to be all together. It had to and they all like lovingly talk about how this movie set was just a community of love and expression and like Afrocentrism. Like they talk about like even when the camera said cut, especially during like that waterfall scene when T'Challa's first finding Mbaku, how they had live drummers there and they would just start going into like their own little musical minute and then we were dancing and enjoying like, so much fun man like that that set must have been an alchemy that so hard to describe but like like unforgettable if you're a part of so the amount of a-listers that we still listing off and still talking about goddamn right like goddamn god god goddamn i want to talk about a bit about wakanda forever but before we do that is there anything else you want to get into coogler Okay, absolutely cooler. Just a dude from Oakland who loves Oakland because this movie gets bookland bookended. Is he from Oakland? That makes he's from Oakland, Bay Area. You you don't hear when he talks like that guy's not he's, switching he's, up his accent or anything like that. No, he doesn't. But I didn't know which what because he's very um, subdued when he talks too. You can you can he's got the accent, but he's not like in your face. He's very man. He's so like he's so cool. He's no nonchalant. Cool, yes. But th- this was his first three movies. Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station. Creed. And then Black Panther. That's a murderer's row. That's disgusting. And then Mike Mike B. Jordan and all of them. Mike B. Jordan and all of them. Um, his level of writing and understanding what the assignment was for this, by any other hands, could have been dropped. And I'm talking like by major and more successful directors. I think this property in somebody else's hands would have been kind of a central focus on one character and forgot everybody else. Yep. Coogler, Easily. Coogler had done such an amazing job understanding who everybody was, why everybody was here, and where everybody was going. That although we've said it numerous times in this podcast, we have to say it again because... We've seen enough comic book movies, especially this year, that don't even understand <laughs> that don't even understand their lead character. But this man understand his world. So his world building and being smart and having the foresight to put the right amount of people around you, both in front and behind the character, again, has to has to have its own moment of thank you. Thank you. You did a service to so many different things for so many different reasons. And a lot of those are for the next generation coming up. 
that we don't even know what they're going to end up doing, but mm. because they saw a movie like this, the yeah. possibility for them to do that is wide and vast and the path is so large and they can. Right? I don't think we would have got Ironheart if they didn't if this wasn't successful. That's a good point too. That's a good point. Who, who, like I think yeah, I think it's almost like um kind of what Guardians of the Galaxy did back in phase 1 where it kind of gave it seems like it gave Marvel or MCU or whatever the the the, the confidence to do kind of off the beaten path franchises. Right. This one's kind of like it gave Marvel the confidence to do completely different things. Like it doesn't have to be superhero like you know typical superhero thing. This can be right. world building. This can be a whole nation. This can be a whole everything. Like pocket your universes. Understand your characters. Understand your characters. I was just gonna say respect give, the give, source and give them arcs. Yeah. Make them give layered. Them, layers. Yeah. We talk about layers. Pro- How many times have we said layers now this, this episode? Yeah. Layers a lot. So nuanced, so layered. Give them problems that aren't seemingly solved with I will fight them. Punch you. Yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, actually I, I said this in text you. too. I was like, this movie doesn't even really need all this doesn't even need the action for me because I'm I was so engaged with the plot. It was kind of like the action was almost like a distraction from Second, it. Was like, secondary, yes. Yeah, I was like, I don't really need like the casino fight was amazing. I'll, I'll get that out of the way. But like, like the fights in Wakanda stuff, I was like, I don't really need this. I'm just I'm I'm just happy to be in Wakanda, just hearing the stories from the king and the queen. Yeah, this is dope. I just want to see how this how this 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 um, attempted throne. Usurping, juggling. Yes. I was yeah. gonna say it's usurping. I was gonna say theft, but it's not a theft. He earned it. He did. He, That's the he thing. It, so it's like he beat him up. That's the yeah. rules. I'm family. I can challenge. And again, all of that to understand all of that is amazing, yeah. right? Like that's the writing. That's the direction. That's the acting. I'm giving it to Kooks, man. Yeah, Kooks. and then Kooks, Kooks, Kooks. And then there's the different take too. I'm I'm so happy that just to kind of go completely off. It, we talked about what if before like the show and it's not our favorite thing in the world but i'm so glad they got um not only black panther but chadwick to be in a lot of those episodes he's in half the show is he i, I know he's in two for sure isn't he in half? i thought he was in more than that but regardless he had the one where he's kind of like what if he was star lord yes and it's great and it's great because the world's really so much cool. better with him as yeah. Star Lord, which is what I think yeah. they're just trying to prove. Because yeah, exactly He's a, that that Peter Quill's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> to his to his credit, that, that's the character he's supposed yeah. to kind of be. So he's an idiot. <laughs> what, was, what was that? Was that Don Cheadle? That was War Machine. So oh yeah, yeah. So he's an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's the end game, right? Like yeah. yeah. So he's an idiot. So he's an idiot. Okay. They got the last voice casting for him, and. You you can just hear his charm and it, like his happiness for that story going through right like uh he interacts with Nebula he interacts with uh Thanos who's now good like the whole world changes that's right Thanos is actually yeah good a guy. good guy right it's a uh, it's uh, the collector who's who's evil now but it's just them doing like a little caper with like these different people right and I just I I don't know how much I don't know how I don't know how to fully articulate the weight of losing Chad McMoseman, especially after doing research for this. All the interviews I listened to, 
the last end were about Chadwick or from Chadwick. And just to hear this guy beaming about what this project was for him. He was having fun, man. He It meant something to but him. But he, he got it. Like, he understood the assignment. Like, he yeah. knew what it was for the MCU. He knew what it was going to be for Coogler. He knew it was going to be for his career. But he knew it was going to be for, like, his little brothers and sisters, his niece and nephews, like, the people that he never got to meet, right? The, the people that booked off work and, like, got on all their garb and they're, like, dressed to the nines to show up, right? Like, that amount of alchemy all at one space literally we'll never get again but i'm so happy we got it because yeah. it, it's so good it's a fantastic movie it's so good it's really i almost i i like it just as much if not more watching it again now than i did the first few times i'm like man i really and it i'm like i really miss i was gonna say i originally said i was gonna i really miss this this era of mcu I just really miss this movie is, yep. is, is really what I was like, man, I'm, it's so layered, but it's so clean, man. It's like everything kind of, I've already said this already, but it's just <laughs> say, say it again, because this is when they, they were dropping this movie in February and this was like a death spot in the yeah. MCU lineup. They're like, Oh, like, even if it does bad, it's in February, but it just did so well. Yeah. Nobody yeah. expected it to be, wait, I might misquote myself. Yeah. February 16th. So I was like, okay. Yeah. This and like Deadpool, they dropped in the Februarys, and like yeah, that, for like comic book fans were like, oh, so February is like the month now because we're getting month, good, yeah. we're getting good stuff in that, and they started to flip that around. But... And now that's when Quantum Mania is coming out next February. So, so they, they're like all of a sudden we're like now, MC's like now we own February because of Black Panther. Because so let's Black just <laughs> um, it, they they set the tone on so much, and then just gave a whole generation, including this generation and previous generations, empowerment, pride. Just empires, right? Like, so many people left that theater being like, so when can we go to Wakanda? And are still looking for Wakanda. Like, it turned into its own El Dorado, which is one of the lines Ulysses Claw uses in the movie. It's like, no, they they got a good thing going there. And, yeah. Um, Oh, I will make this nod before we go into the future. Uh, This is how much work Chadwick paid in and Kugler paid into this type of story. the language spoken is Hosa, which is like a, a click uh, South African language. And you hear that off and on going on, and it's great. But they also use Wakanda as Nsibiz. Oh, wait. Ah, that's not the one I want to get wrong. Nsibidi. 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 Which is a Nigerian language that you actually see. Because this movie, they always show kind of fonts in yeah. Wakandan first and then they flip it into Translate, English yeah. and I love that and like that's such a comic book trope too right mm-hmm. they'll have people from different countries start speaking English but you'll see that little bubble in the bottom saying translated from Wakandan translated yeah. from Japanese trans. so yeah. like I appreciate the detail this movie's so detailed we didn't say that like you've heard us talk about details for like an hour um, I just love that they they both went out and learned languages to give another level of like how legit Wakanda could be right so that looking at the past was great but now it's a time to look to the future looking at the future for Wakanda forever I've seen just the one trailer oh no did I watch the one yeah I watched the teaser trailer yeah the one with the amazing soundtrack no woman no cry that was 
sliced into all right oh just man got me, just got me oh the, man just not just me got everybody in the got field everybody. just like and then they have the mural of oh. his face and i'm like you motherfuckers did it you so then you under this. so the okay so for this is why i'm like you understand why kugler went this direction like, yes i feel like yeah. this is his chance to let the audience heal from losing the king in so many different regards that for you to just shoehorn in a new black panther and like another male dude would have got such a different type of backlash even if he didn't wanted it that the, that's impossible shoes to fill without giving the space right like you can't go straight to this new without letting people breathe and see what the world still looks like and like you said um we're eventually getting secret wars and possibly a hard reset at that point too you could really just bring in a different universe black panther by the end of it so it, right this doesn't really is like nothing's nothing's permanent especially in comic book movies right so but it was it was i just thought like for a second i was kind of my like why well, i explained my train of thinking before they recast superman but they wouldn't recast him so it was kind of weird but you're not you wrong. play it the right way yeah you know and I, I like i said i also said it the same in the same breath as all that i also said i trust kugler though so yes Give, give, you've been saying give him the keys. Give him the keys. After this, I'm definitely not doubting you. I didn't doubt you then. It was just... I love the fact that he understands this world, and I don't want him to bleed any other things, because that's what they're trying to do now in Phase, like phase 4, seems like... When I say give him the keys, I'm just saying let him know <laughs> you got whatever you want. Right. If you want to do Black Panther with the rest of your... That, in five years, if you want us to hold off Black Panther three for you, we'll do that. <laughs> like, but true. if you want, if you want this, you can have this too. You can have whatever you want, right? That's that's kind of like the Russo brothers did all this stuff, right? And now they've right. kind of gone off to their own thing. Let him do his own thing too, because he's 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 capable. Give him all the time he need. Don't rush him. Here you go. Here's your thing, right? That's what I mean by giving the keys. Just you hold on to him. Don't let him go. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, he he, he, he belongs here. Like he's yeah. not a Marvel property. You so make him happy. Just double checking. The teaser trailer is now up to 41 million views. So I, I'm pretty sure the there's an audience that's ready to see this coming mm -hmm. out next week. Uh, depending it on what came out fast it. too. Came out fast. Well, it was easy to push through all of the schlock. Well, hard to push through all the schlock, but we got a lot of schlock in our. Remember, this is this, this is our this is our phase. If you haven't listened to our last two posts, <laughs> this is our fa this is phase four point five. It started with Werewolf by Night because we enjoyed that. <laughs> we did. It's good. And now we're going into uh, Wakanda Forever, so this still counts as phase four point five. And hey, why this, have you listened to our two last posts? Like this, why we're, you? We're, you we're doing this in succession. Okay. Werewolf we're by moving. Night. Uh, battle, bottle cap and oh no She-Hulk <laughs> then we did the She-Hulk <laughs> the miseducation of uh, Jennifer Walden it's not, it's not good um, you and didn't we still us. talk about this so yeah <laughs> we found a way to talk about this so you didn't need us to say that um, do you think one thing do you think this movie should have Gerald Butler Does, you're going with that already <laughs> you're finding a way to shoehorn a colonizer into this <laughs> you didn't get to talk about your favorite queen and you want to put in Jerry? And I'm I'm, just, I'm legally yeah. obligated to say yes because I love yeah. Jerry and he's a friend of the show. Of course he should be in this. Yeah, he He'd play a rock and I'd be happy with it. He should be playing That's it. Gar. That's all he should be. He should be just be like some seaweed. But pick your battles. Like, this is not the time to be talking about him. I was ready to break out Riri. You ready to talk about Riri? You don't want me to go down that road because I won't stop talking about her. You do because this is the kind of part of the podcast where we're looking forward and what we think. I'll even yeah. give you this. So I initially said 
so we're thinking that Neymar is at least the new uh, antagonist, right? Because mm-hmm. we think Kugler is smart enough not to do true villains. We're just doing people with perspectives. He's and how this, perspective, has the, how this perspective plays on the world that they're entering, right? So we definitely know the man from the sea is coming to uh, the country on the land, right? Wakanda. I initially have always had a Neymar in mind of someone that I wanted to pick. His name doesn't matter. You can ask me later. Later date, maybe we'll post a picture of it. They went with a more Hispanic actor. Uh, What's his ethnicity? The actor, you know, it is Tanok Horeta. Now, I remember telling you, was like, I'm not sure about this casting because yeah. they went Hispanic, and I've always seen Neymar as kind of a Caucasian cock um, with footy wings. With a but big after, forehead. but the giant forehead and pointy ears. But after listening to Kugler and his. L.A. background, sorry, not L.A., Oakland background, California background. His dynamic was, I've, I've, I've been in Oakland my whole life. I've seen more dynamics between Afro-Americans and Hispanics and understanding that, that those can be tense situations and those can be peaceful situations. Uh-huh. But my perspective of Neymar was he could only be Hispanic because coming into this world, like he's going to have all of his culture and all of his kind of uh, ideologies but bringing into like this already uh, celebrated and kind of understood world that's black, there, there, it's more. I think it's more richer. It's more detailed. It's more layered. Layered for the type of conflict that again in Ryan we trust. So hearing him say that, I was like, oh man, he's just coming from Oakland, and Oakland black people, Hispanic people, right? What you know, right? So that got me a little more hyped. That's what it is. Do but, you like, have? I was going to say, like you, I've only watched the teaser, but I've started to watch enough TV now where TV spots are popping up left yes, and right. Yes, some, some, I, like, I don't, like, look away, but I kind of go, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, so I've seen more than I wanted to. Right. But, um, man, I didn't need anything for this. I just, as soon as it dropped, the teaser was so friggin' good, I was just like, I don't need it. But, you brought up my queen. There we go. There's Robin Rihanna Fenty. Has returned from her hiatus. Yeah, and um, bringing life into this world and making a parent. And guess who did it? ASAP, a uh, uh, honest man. Who did it? Mr. Kugler. He did it, eh? Wow. Apparently, apparently, um, I don't know who wow. I, I I don't know who reached out to whom, but uh, I think he reached out to her to just kind of check what was going on with her. I believe is what he said. I, I watched an interview, but I couldn't remember. Anyways, and he wasn't sure if he should want to do it because she's, you know, she just became a mom for the first course, time and right. and all this and that. But that teaser trailer, that teaser trailer inspired something inside her, and she was kind of like, "All right, I'm in." Off Let's that, do it. Eh? And now, yeah, that teaser trailer, Ryan Coogler, one conversation with Ryan Coogler, and that teaser trailer. Uh. What's the overarching guess that they have to put in loyalty somehow in this? Because it's bridging both Kendrick Lamar first movie and Rihanna. That movie. Be, yeah, loyalty, have to. loyalty, loyalty. Yeah, and they dropped the they dropped the one song "Lift Me Up." What'd you think? Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> be be non biased and give me a amazing. review of Rihanna I, music. No, and not non biased. Like I was, Just I was, I was surprised. Right. That it was a that was a ballad, but it made sense as like an as like a uh, tribute to to what came before Chadwick and and things like that. And she's almost like it's almost like a 
she's coming back to say like i can still sing by the way yeah because she sounds amazing on it yeah sounds incredible she's she like she has such a unique voice and it's very strong in the song and this ballad fits her well plus it's all about you know being lifted up and and just inspiration and things so it's it's sad but it's makes sense it's like hopeful too it's like yeah. it's like happy sad i don't know it's hard to describe but it's whimsical there you go it's find, find whimsical. Word, eh? yeah it's school words yeah do so we think, do we think asap rocky's gonna make a heart-shaped herb lunchable or cannabis strain yeah yeah some herbs i think he's <laughs> set for life as long as he doesn't <laughs> cheat that's all he's got to do I was just trying to go there with that. I just we didn't get to talk about the heart shape of herb, and that's a huge part of kind of being deep hanta. Yeah. So I want to throw that that's reference right, out there. That'd be heart shaped lunchable. <laughs> you remember ASAP lunchables? Yeah. ASAP crunchables. Yeah. yeah. From your queen to mine. Um, I haven't been looking for early reviews, but I've seen a couple. Angela Bassett should be nominated for Academy Award Best Supporting for Queen Ramonda. So. And she was the only she, one that she has got that to talk one line in, in the teaser. That's yeah, I think I, oh. I think she gets the elevated role. But again, Kugler really understands the women in his world, so I expect all these women to shine. Which kind of leads me to my final question. For, well, I have more questions, but it leads me to this question: Who do you think is going to take up the mantle for the Panther? Ah, oh, see, and so I was going to ask you because they, they confirmed that it's Shuri. But, but, but they've also left some things open. I remember seeing teasers going like, you know, don't believe everything you see. So I actually, I was going to make you, I was going to ask you a, a very similar question, or I was actually going to ask you what, what kind, I was setting you up for hot takes. Sure. What is your hot take for this? Oh, m- mine is Lu- Lupita Nyong'o is going to end up being the Panther. That was my fucking hot take. That's not a hot take. We both love her. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I want to. So, you, just not not to railroad your question, but I think Shuri's gonna have it just because. But I really hope it's Lupita or Niaka and the, Nakia to do it. Nakia. There's nothing to say that it starts with Shuri, but ends with Nakia. So that was that was kind of actually man. That's exact. I was actually going to say my this hot take. This guy always says that. Like, no, but say, it's. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say my hot take was gonna be there's going to be multiple people within the suit. Yeah, I think so. It's not just gonna be sure. It's gonna be she's gonna have it. Maybe a koya. I can see a koya doing it. I love, it. I love Dane. I can see a bunch of people, kind of like Iron Man three, where he's jumping all the different armors. Yeah, just a whole oh, they all women and oh, like that'd oh. be amazing. Why couldn't this movie come up before Halloween? That way, I could have got a whole bunch of women in the streets dressed as panda. The Black Panthers. This this podcast turns R rated after eleven, so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> we have to yeah. get out yeah. of our bag. Yeah, Fifteen minutes. Any other um, hot takes that you want to have? One of mine is I think because Namor and Black Panther both started in Fantastic Four, there's definitely going to be nods to that property. Um, we've we as in MCU have been talking about returning Fantastic Four to their universe. I think this is when they. F- begin to start kicking in that door. So I expect, I'm thinking that we're going to see some sort of nod. It could have been the smallest thing from Herbie or the largest thing from Doom. But I'm, I'm expecting something to pop here. I heard a rumor, but only from one spot. Do you want to know it? 
it's really do you want to tell our three listeners? Do they want to know? Apparently they've casted Mr. Fantastic and he might be in this. Or is it this or Iron? I don't know. He's something about that. Like he's there's there could be a read. I like you said, I'd rather see um Victor. Yeah, I'd rather see villains. Because there's a there's different if even a mention of Latveria would be like Yes. I like that as well. Just give me just put them on the map. Look what they did for Wakanda four years ago? No. Oh yeah, they did. They mentioned Wakanda ages ago, yeah. In Iron Man two, he's just on a map. They just talk about Wakanda. Because uh, Nick Fury knows that they exist, but right. I like that world building. Don't just be shoehorning cameos for the sake of cameos. Yeah, I don't want to see if I see Scar in here. Sakar. <laughs> this stupid haircut. I don't. I don't. <laughs> and he's just got that same face. <laughs> I'm in Wakanda now. That's the meme. I just want to see him different. I places. mean, and to be honest, we already know Iron Heart's going to be in it. We already know the Hood's going to be in it. We already know Namor is going to be in it. Like, we don't need cameos, man. We don't. Don't do that. Uh, We're good with what we got. Unless it's Victor. He doesn't mean anything he says unless it's Victor. Victor Von Duke. Well, you just said. Uh, you I know, really want as, Victor Von Duke. As long as I mention of Latveria, that's, I'm good with that, too. Here's the hard question. You know what would be really cool? You know what would be really, actually, you know what would be really sick? Let's go. Really, really sick? Give it to me. A shot of, I don't know how they're going to frame this movie, but at some point, a rolling shot of some spots in Africa, maybe some towns. I mean, something's going to happen. Like, there's a big tidal wave. And there's, you know, they, they show shots of different cities and villages. And in one, there's maybe a teenage girl with some white hair. Huh. Hmm. That's it. Hmm. That would be to me. That would be dope. You want the mu- like, you want the musical cue as well. <laughs> we don't need that. That's a little too on the nose. Just a little shot, yeah. and then you get that Leo that Leo Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, leave it to Leonardo DiCaprio to put up point out girl. a young girl. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, I know her. <laughs> oh, oh. What was that? Was that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. All over the internet. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible question to answer. Do you think it's going to be better or worse than what we just previously watched? Man, I'm going to take the cheat answer and say it's going to be different. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's going to be... I'm a little bit concerned about it being too packed. Once I heard Shakur? that... The... <laughs> too packed, not too packed. Uh, I'm a little worried. That once I heard that Ironheart <laughs> and the Hood are going to be in, I'm like, guys, don't don't overstuff it because you've already got a whole other nation with Namor. Mm-hmm. You've already got Namor. I think he says it too hispanically. So I, we, like we've, oh, been say, we've we've been saying it wrong. That's so yes, Namor. <laughs> That's are you Italian now? Because <laughs> uh, we, like I said, we we got a whole nation with. The Submariner, and then we also have T'Challa kind of like splitting his role with three, four other people. Yeah, like they you don't have just the one lead now, right? Angela Bassett, uh, I can't remember her name, Shuri, Nakia, Okoy, Latita Wright, Lupita Nyongo. No, and... no, I'm, well, I know all their names, I, was, I meant their characters' name, like okay. Angela Bassett's Queen Mother. I should have said Queen Mother, but yeah, Ramonda, Ramonda, there you go, Shuri, Nakia, uh, and Mbaku. I think Mbaku's definitely going to get a larger role this round. Hopefully, he's. I love. I love his his presence on film, on screen, and stuff. Like he's, 
What if he rocks a suit too? I mean, and then and then we have newcomers like uh, Michaela Cole playing Anika, mm-hmm. or Anika. I don't know. We'll wait till they ask how they say it, then I'll then I'll say. It. Well, if you know anything about us, we're definitely gonna do a whole one of these again when Wakanda Forever comes out because obviously we're gonna have ideas. Yes, thoughts, yes. This, will be, this is part one. This will be part one. Um, any last? What do you want to call these? I'm listen. I just wanted to say thank you for doing this because it took us a while for us to do it, and you kept yeah. it on the books. Um, thank you, Ryan Coogler. If you ever hear this, when you hear this, they we're, we're fans. We've been fans. But rest rest in power, Chad. Rest in power. You've done a service to this industry and the imagination of the collective. That, oh yeah, man. You. There are still actors trying to just get the kind of roles that you got, let alone do as well in those roles that you did. But if you only had this under your hat, man, forever. We miss you. We love you. Rest in power. Nobody cares. Let's talk about love.